Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Today's reading will be from Psalms 43. And something that struck me in the service was what Jenny said, our God is a creative God. And I today in the morning, I was going for a walk, and it was where, just outside Rototuna High School. And the sun was rising up, and um, the sky was so orange. And I was just so in awe of that. And then I looked to the, the other side, and it was just a clear sky, and there was a double rainbow. And I was just like... So amazed that God created everything, you know. But today's psalm is not about that, but we'll start off in verse 1. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against our ungodly nation. Rescue me from the deceitful and wicked men. You are my God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? Send forth your light and truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to your altar, O God, to God, my joy, my delight. I will praise you with the heart, O God, my God. Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. The first thing that strikes me reading that is vindication. There's a cry for truth. There's a cry for um, to be cleared of all wrong, wrongdoing. And if I think of the psalmist, that's probably David, it really um, reminds me of his story. After he killed um, Goliath, he went back as a hero. Everyone praised him, but Saul was jealous and wanted to kill him. And then we got these crazy stories of um, David playing a harp and Saul tries to throw a spear at him to kill him and all these other ones. And then David flees and tries to run away. And it gets to a point where David is hiding in a cave with his friends. And out of nowhere, um, Saul comes into the cave to relieve himself and he falls asleep. And David is behind a rock with his friends. And his friends say to David, look, God has given you this opportunity. You can kill Saul. So he grabs a knife and he goes up to Saul and he cuts off a piece of his uh, cloak. And then he looks at Saul and he decides not to kill him and spare him. And he goes back and hides and they wait till Saul leaves. And then later on, he confronts Saul and he says, look at this. I cut a piece of your cloak. I didn't try and kill you. All the lies that you heard are not true. People were telling Saul that David wanted to kill him. But these weren't true. And Saul realized that. And he started to cry and he realized that David was going to be king one day. And he said to David, when you become king, please spare my family. And David did that. Saul was still a bit of a uh, muppet to um, David later on. But Saul, oh, David held to that. And more than that, he spared his family, but there was a member in Saul's family who was had something wrong with him. He maybe broke his ankles and he couldn't walk. And 
David would invite him in to feed him. He did more than just spare his family. He blessed his family. And I see David's writing in this psalm. He didn't give in to vengeance. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Vengeance is God's alone. But another question that comes out of this is I wonder, has anyone ever said something bad about you that isn't true? Do people think badly about you because of something that you didn't do? This happens all the time. There's rumors, there's misunderstandings, and there's lies. That's just life, and um, sadly. And it happens in the church, and it happens outside the church. But it's what we do with that. In verse 3, it says, Send forth your light and truth. Let them guide me. This is a prayer. This is a prayer for God to send out his life, light and truth. But then the question is, why do we need to pray? If we're in a situation like this, why should we pray? I think the answer is quite simple, and it's in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. It says, God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. This is God. God is light. God is truth. What we're praying is that God will shine his light on the situation so truth will be shown. And God hates lies. And that's something very encouraging, I think. And I think this verse is encouraging, that if you're in a dark place, we can call out to the Lord. Is it just me or today? It seems like everyone wants to believe the worst. The worst of a situation, the worst about a person. This makes it so much harder when there's lies and rumors spreading. There's always lies and misunderstandings, and I've come across it a lot. But for the person in the middle of it, it can feel like an onslaught. And it's very hard. You would know people in this situation, or maybe you were in it. So how do we battle against this? How do we battle against lies and rumors? I would say the first thing is that we wouldn't want to go on the same level. We wouldn't want to start spreading lies and rumors about the other people or slandering them. A few weeks ago, I was walking with a friend, and he was completely unloading about the situation, about these people he felt had done him really wrong. And the same people kind of did me wrong in a way a few years ago. And I was just listening to him. And the word of the Lord came so strong um, in my mind. And it said, Nathan, whatever you do, don't feed the fire. Just talk good about these people. That is so hard to do. But that is what God is calling us into. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Vengeance is God's alone. So how do we fight back? Verse 3, we pray. We cry out to God. We put our trust in God. We put our trust and we put our hope in God in prayer. When troubles come up, as they do, troubles will always come up in this life while we're on earth. But we have the blessing to run to the source of life, and that is God. Always go to God first. Because whatever has caught you off guard has not caught God off guard. 
He is the one with the power, the power to make things move, the power to make things change. He loves you. If there is any lies against you or any rumors, I would say don't worry about them and give them to God. God will deal with them in his own timing. Just turn to him. Just like David's story, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Give it to God and move forward with him. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Just keep moving forward to him. Seek his face. God has taken you this far. He's not going to turn his back on you now. Just take a moment at some point and just look back at your life and see where God's moved. On a side note, that's why I really encourage prayer diaries. In the morning, writing down your prayers. And then at the end of the year, you can look back and you can see where God has moved in your life. Sometimes when we're going through these hard times, it can feel like God is far away. Like the psalmist. The psalmist says, um, why have you rejected me? Or something like that. Yeah, why have you rejected me? And a lot of the time when we're in these hard times, it feels like God is far away. But just because it feels that way doesn't mean that's true. Feelings are a beautiful gift from God. But in my opinion, they are a dangerous guide in life. Truth is the ultimate guide in life. That's God, and that is the Word of God, the Bible. So pray to God, but also we should be in the da- daily in the Word of God. Just like what we heard from our testimony, there's a psalm later on, Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. This is such a solid truth. This tells me that being in the word is going to help me not from falling away, but also it's going to show me where I'm going. It's going to change my perspective on the situation and help me realize God is in control. I give everything to God, and he will take care of it. And then we also learn that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Be led by God and truth and light. My question is, what is leading me? What is leading you? Because if it's not God, it's not leading you in a good place. I really mean that. Only God can lead you into a good place. Nothing compares to where God is leading you. Why? Why can I be so sure of that? Because God created you. God created you with a single purpose. God created you with perfect plans, and he loves you. Don't you want to know what your purpose is? Don't you want to know what God has in store for you? God has brought you this far, and he's not going to abandon you now. Put your trust in him and cry out to him. Something else about this psalm that really um, amazes me as reading through it is seeing how God understands exactly what we're going through. Not just because God knows all things, but look at the psalm. Take the first verse, for instance. Plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Rescue me from deceitful and wicked men. Who experienced an ungodly nation more than Jesus. He experienced almost two ungodly nations. The Jews, at least the Jewish leaders, rejected him. And then the Romans. Later on, why have you rejected me? 
who experienced more rejection than Jesus Christ on the cross? And then, then I will go to the altar of God, verse 4. Now the psalmist is probably um, talking about the altar, the old one, what the Jewish, Jewish people had where they would sacrifice animals for the forgiveness of sins. But who went to the ultimate altar, the cross, Jesus Christ, for us all? And that gives me great encouragement. God knows what we're going through. And he's not some cold-hearted God, but he loves us so much and he created you. Don't be too slow to forgive. You know, um, my dad once told me when I had a lot of bitterness towards this person, he told me, you can't let that grow in you like a vine. You've got to cut that off straight away. And that's the best advice I could have gotten almost. We have a family in Australia, and my uncle owns this 10,000-acre farm, and he retired, and he divided it off to the brothers. And one brother got a little bit more land, and they haven't talked to each other for 20 years. How sad is that? But more importantly is when we see forgiveness and when you see it, that's when God starts to move again. People so often are like, why isn't God moving? Why does God feel so away, far away? Search, ask God to search your heart. And if there is unforgiveness there, then forgive. And God will move again. Verse 5. Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. Let me pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the power, the kingdom, and the glory, and everything, God, forever and ever. Amen. I also want to take this time to thank the church. For me and Izzy, it's not really a goodbye. It's more a farewell. We will be back one day. We have family in New Zealand, and we will come and visit, of course, the church. But often people ask us the question, why do you go to Huntley Baptist Church? And I want to encourage you. One of your great strengths is that you're so genuine. There's so much truth here. There's no fakeness. People come how they are, and there's no judgment. If people are going through a hard time, it's not because they're spiritually weak, but it's because they live on this earth and they're going through a hard time and they're asking for prayer. And that's a great gift that your church has. And also um, the love and the amount that you love this community and people, and you want to see people come to the Lord. Um, we really honor you for that. And we will be telling people about you in Germany. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.co.